welcome to the Celebrate Community Church of Yankton podcast. My name is Jeff Todd, and I have the privilege of serving as pastor of this amazing church community here in Yankton, South Dakota. I just want to say thank you for joining us. It's my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. So we have, we're in our fourth week of this Rethink series, and today we're going to be talking about discouragement. What does that look like in our lives? So, you know, personally, my story of discouragement, discouragement can be, you know, everywhere in our daily lives. Plenty of opportunities to be discouraged about something, whether it's about something I'm feeling or going through or walking with other people and what they're feeling and going through. A quick example I have of some discouragement. Uh, we have vehicle issues. We've had them for the last two, three, two months for sure. And we've got a vehicle, I can, our, our nicest vehicle, the newest one to us. Um, that's been in the shop for two months. For a month and a half of that, we, we were given a little bit of hope. Okay, we'll, we'll start working on it this week. No, Thursday. Oh, sorry. It'll be Tuesday. Well, that happened for a month and a half, and then they finally said, well, the part we need to fix, that's on a back order nationwide. And then we're like, oh, man, what? Are you serious? You know, I've got so many stories of things that happen with vehicles, and oh, man, this is a new one <laughs> for me. So it's like, man, the we I commute to work, and, you know, the other vehicles we have are a little... I don't. I trust them. I, I don't mind coming over from Vermilion and those two, but how much longer are they going to hold up, you know? So there's our car sitting in the shop still to this day, waiting on this part that's on a national back order. So there's plenty of room for discouragement in our lives. So uh, the point being, what is what does that look like, you know, in our lives? The natural feeling is, you know, the things that we get when when things don't go our way, the way I expected them, the way I'd hoped for. We get discouraged. So once again, I'd like to say uh, welcome, celebrate for being here in person, and I say welcome to those of you that are online listening and giving of your time. So in this Rethink series, so each week we've been talking about um, different topics of the week, and you can catch up online, or you can catch our podcast that's a great way to go back and review these things that we talk about. Um, you know, it's one thing to get the message here on Sundays, but you have to process that. You know, if you stick to yourself with that, you, I can watch every every sermon that we have online, but um, I can process it and think about it. But I'm not going to learn that much from it being alone. So the more we watch it, and it can pick up whatever you can pick up. But when you share and talk about it with other people, that's where the your perspective can grow, and you learn more and more. And you just working together with people in this in this walk with Christ. So God, you know how we see God is the most important thing about us. God is love. There's temptation. We've been talking a little bit in the past about how tempt the Lord, or I'm sorry, how Satan has played that same old play 
against us. That kid it began in the garden. He plants that seed of doubt, and we get this more knowledge. And you know, along with that grows discouragement in any part of our lives. So, no, there's three things we like to remind you of. Sundays, the things that are important to us. Sundays, we attend. If we're gone, watch online. You know, we, we're missing some regular faces this weekend. That We're missing one really regular person. That, that's why I'm up here right now. And uh, we pray for them for safety and in their travels. And, you know, it's the summertime. We have different things going on. So if you can't be in, in person, go back online and catch up online. Um, there's great opportunities there. Um, the second way, second thing that we're, it's very important in our walk here is our life groups. So we take what I, what we hear on Sundays and we process and we grow together in our life groups. I tell you what, I, you know, a little quick example of our life group that happened, happened last week. We took, we came across the, a topic and we, we wondered something. Just so we, we talked and we asked questions and, and next thing I know, I look around the table and there's about six, six of us all, we have our phones out and we're Googleizing this question that we have. And, and oh, here's what I found. Here's the answer to this. And, and then I'm over there, I'm, I'm texting Jeff himself. And I'm like, what, what about this topic or this subject? So, so we all came to a conclusion that, you know, we found out something um, in, in the word that, you know, we kind of forgot about. And you know we grew together in that, and that was that was kind of fun and exciting. So, um, the importance of life group. Number three, we connect at celebrate. When you text to rethink, you get those updates. You can get a devotional and general encouragement in life, um, and those pop up, you know, anytime during the week. And it's just a quick reminder. I when when that pops up, I take a quick look at it and take the time to read it, think about it a little bit and go, go on my day. You know, it's a, it's a great, good source for um, encouragement in this day and age, this technology is just mind blowing. So we're t today we're talking about discouragement. Uh, it's a fact, you know, it's a part of life. And when we dis get discouraged, we can lose things. We lose confidence. When we get discouraged, we can lose enthusiasm. When we get discouraged, we lose hope. I can't afford to be discouraged. I've, you know, I've had hope for like 20, 21, 22 years now. And my friends kindly remembered me that when we first met and got together and they were telling me, well, finally, Andy, you have hope. And <laughs> well, wonderful, thank you. <laughs> so the, uh, and, and maybe you know people who are discouraged all, all the time, you know, where they're ready to give up, don't see change in finances, you know, maybe there's health issues, um, could be a marriage, maybe it's your job, it's your kids, you know, etc. It could be anything. Discouragement can sneak in at any every facet of our lives. But the, the good news in this is, you're not in, you're not alone in this battle. You know, you're in good company if you're feeling discouraged because the Bible is full of people who were discouraged. You look at Moses, 
tried to help free Israel, but seemed to make it worse, and they didn't appreciate it. Look at David. He tried to serve the king, but the king tried to kill him. Daniel was taken captive to a forest, foreign land and forced to give up his culture. Nehemiah tried to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem, but people resisted, and enemies lied about him. Jesus rejected by the people he came to serve. So Paul, in 2 Corinthians, Paul, Paul gives us a list of his discouragements. Here's a few of them. Paul, five times given 39 lashes, three times beaten with rods, three times shipwrecked, stoned, and left for dead. Now, as an addictions counselor, I have to remind you that he was stoned with rocks. It's not that other late 60s, 70s story. You know, he didn't get, no, he was stoned with rocks and left for dead. Um, I have to watch my words with that sometimes because depending on the crowd I'm in. <laughs> so when we turn to um, 2 Corinthians 4, Paul writes, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. So how do we do that, Paul? He tells us, he gives us two ways. The first way is in verse 2. Verse 2 says, Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. By setting forth the truth plainly. So when we look at defeating discouragement, we have number one, keeping keep it real. Keep it real. A lot of these little these cliches and these Terms we use, they they seem simple. I, I hear another term, keep it simple, and when it says keep it real, wow. So another fact is we don't always feel like being honest with our feelings. You know, what does that look like for you? I, I personally know, um, you know, sometimes we get scared to be honest with our feelings. Maybe we feel like we're falling short. A lot of times we end up burying those feelings. We don't. Sometimes we don't want to burden others, so we'll just keep our feelings to ourselves. And boy, the more and more we do that, that ends up being so unhealthy for us. It's like a cancer inside of our hearts and our soul. That stuff just eats away at us so much. So for many reasons, you know, we feel it's hard to be honest with our own feelings. So Paul is saying we want to be authentic. Be genuine. Be real. So one of the keys is nothing is more discouraging than trying to be something you are not. We wear masks. We tell people that I'm okay. I'm fine. Oh, that's okay. It doesn't bug me too much. Well, <laughs> we do that over and over again. And it might not seem like much, but every time we do that, and we pile it on more and more and more on ourselves and it gets exhausting and that can lead to a lot of discouragement and in our minds and in our hearts and you know the the power of being able to open up and share with each other 
It's one person. Sometimes it's even just a text. Got to let somebody know what we have going on in our in our minds and in our hearts, our concerns. So the big thing about this, God can't bless a phony. So that's the importance of being you. Be comfortable with yourself, who you are. You, you know, you're a child of God. Be comfortable with that. Be you. Well, there's a quote that says, everyone is born an original, but most to die a copy. So everyone is born an original, but most die a copy. So when I first read that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, how, how, how does somebody die a copy? You know, the Lord breathed, breathed life into us, each and every one of us individually. And um, so I was reading in uh, Psalms 147.4. Um, this won't be on the screen. I, I just came up across it when I was preparing for this message. So the Lord breathed life into each of each and every one of us individually. So Psalms 147.4 says, He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. How much does he love us? Unfathomable. He loves us so much individually. So how can we die a copy? The importance of being real, folks. So, yeah, so the defeating discouraged starts with keeping it real. And Paul writes in verse 5, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. So the second part, second key of defeating discouragement it's not about me. Here's a fact. The more self-focused I am, the more I will be discouraged. There's another quote. The world doesn't revolve around you. Whoa. <laughs> what is, what's that all about? The world doesn't revolve around me? You know, there was a time in my life when if you told me that, I'd, I'd tell you to kick rocks. You know, it's, it, this world is exactly about me. You know, so, you know, but this walk with the Lord, that just, oh, man. So the point with this is the bigger your world gets, the smaller your problems seem. The more you focus on others, the smaller your problems seem. When you're walking with other people on this journey with Christ and learning and growing for yourself individually as well, man, the... The, the gift that you get when you're sharing. You know, I might have a problem and maybe somebody else has a similar problem, but man, I was thinking this whole time, I was the only one going through this. I'm, I've gotta be the only one that thinks this way. And then I share with others and you find out, oh, other people are experiencing this as well. Oh, this person has this disease or this person has struggles with drugs, this person has uh, mental health or anxiety, these persons, you know, have trouble putting food on the table, okay, I'm not alone in this journey, so just the, the power of being able to open up and share, um, walking with you, it, it, the bigger your world gets, when you're walking together, your problems seem min minimal, 
You know, there's so many times I've been on a you know, pity party for myself. Everything's happening against me and then share a little bit with somebody and, oh, I learned new things about that person. Wow, that person's walked through so much. Now my life seems, yeah, it seems like there's really nothing to worry about in my life compared to this person, you know, and, you know, we're walking together in this. Our culture teaches to have it your way. You deserve it. Look out for yourself. Follow your heart. But Paul says Jesus is our focus. We have to work on this. Our natural bent is me. So in, in verse 7, Paul says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. On our best day, we are weak and fragile like a clay jar. Yet when we allow God's power to work through us, God shines, not me. So I wish I could tell you that following Jesus, serving others would, be, uh, would never be discouraging, but that would be a lie because it still happens. You know, we, on our best day, we're still just a shell of what we can be in Christ. And if we keep that perspective, we, we can know that more and more we can follow through with our mission and our vision. We're meeting Christ, we're walking with him, and we can be Christ, be like Christ more and more. So, but when we um, keep it real, we keep it real and understand it's not about me, that gives you perspective. In verses 8 and 9, <clears throat> Paul writes, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. No matter how bad it gets, we are not out because Jesus always wins. Why do we endure through discouragement? Why can't God just make it easy? Wouldn't that be something? But in verse 15, Paul writes, all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. That brings us to the third key. You'll use your pain in his purpose. Use your pain in his purpose. Um, God's number one desire is to have, for all of us to have a relationship with him. So even in this fallen and broken world, you know, it's easy to get discouraged. Sometimes we even start to blame God. But what is huge, the huge key here is if, if you don't see a purpose in your pain, it is unbearable. If you don't see a purpose in your pain, it can become so unbearable. You, and that comes in many avenues. Maybe it's at work. You know, you toil, you're giving all your efforts to whatever, wherever you're going. You don't, you're not seeing the benefits. You don't see that purpose, and you're going through a lot of pain. That can be very discouraged. Maybe you're volunteering, and you're helping people that um, 
constantly or need help or have have struggled getting through life with doing the basic daily but daily things that need to be done and you just get discouraged but and you lose sight you lose that purpose so it's so important to keep that flicker of hope that purpose in your pain you have to find a balance with that and keeping lord our savior jesus christ in focus helps you with that balance fight this discouragement on our daily journeys so here's another fact your greatest discouragement can become your greatest opportunity to be Jesus. And in verse 17, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So if this world is all we got, you know, we got the short end. The huge key here is eternity is far longer than our short lives. And when I was reading that, it um, led me to Psalms 84.10. Psalms 84.10 reads, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. That's just a great reminder. Eternity is far longer than our short lives. So when we keep focus on all the discouragement in this world and we stay focused on our Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we get this eternity. And that's, that's uh, just awe-inspiring. And that's what keeps uh, just the excitement of that is enough to get you through anything. Um, so the final key to defeating discouragement comes on. In verse 18, Paul writes, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. That brings us to number four, how to defeat discouragement. Fix your focus. Never set, sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. What's eternal? People, Jesus, and his word, focus on those things. So defeating discouragement, we look at number one, keep it real. Number two, it's not about me. Number three, use your pain for his purpose. And number four, fix your focus. Would you pray with me? Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this life that you have offered us. We give you thanks and praise for this journey and the opportunities that you have given us, this hope that we have to spend a eternity with you. Lord, that, that fact that you give us the opportunity to walk with you and walk with others and encourage others and love others, to be able to show them what your love looks like, to be able to share with them what your love feels like, to be able to spend an eternity with you, Lord. And that is our goal. And I give you thanks and praise. I come humbly before you. And I pray that any any 
words that came from my mouth that weren't from you, that they fall on deaf ears, Lord. I give you thanks and praise for this message that you've provided us today and this series of Rethink that we've been involved in here, Lord. I pray for each and every one of us that we go through a life, and when we see discouragement on our daily travels, our daily battles, that we can come to you, Lord, with these ways to fight discouragement, Lord. I give you thanks and praise, and I pray that each and every one of us can remember that day in and day out, that this is a journey, that it is a process. It's not going to be perfect, but we have you, Lord, as our Savior in Jesus Christ. So I pray that everybody goes out this week and does just what our mission says. Be Jesus. We want to meet you, learn and grow about you, learn and grow about ourselves so we can encourage others to come and join us on this journey with you. I give you thanks and praise, and I pray for everybody to have a good week and that we have safe travels and that everybody stays healthy. We know where to reach out. We can come online. We can text. You can come to any of us here. We're in this journey together, Lord, and I thank you for that. And these I lift up to you in your name and in your glory, for your glory, Lord. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Yankton area, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. at 310 Walnut Street. You can also check out more content on our website, yankton.church, or our YouTube channel, at Celebrate Yankton. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and share with others. God bless. Thank you.